Just say it. I love you, mom. Okay. If you're sitting, uh, husband, fathers, and your wife, who is a wonderful mom, I'm sure, sitting beside you, turn to her and tell her, I love you, mom. Amen. Sylvia's not sitting beside me, but I love you, Mom, there. (laughs) This is beautiful. Happy Mother's Day. Let's open our Bibles to a few verses this morning. From the letter to Timothy, 2 Timothy, chapter 1. And verse 5, 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. For I am mindful, Paul is writing to his son Timothy. He says, for I am mindful of the sincere faith within you which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am sure that it is in you as well. Let's turn the page over to Second Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. You, addressing Timothy, you, however... Continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. May the Lord bless His Word. The important lesson we learn from the record of Timothy is that of the value of a positive Christian training in the home. As if Paul was saying to Timothy, you have always been schooled in the scriptures, which represents a treasure above your imagination and abundant grace, for which you ought always to be thankful to God for. I want this morning, to address myself to every mother. Aspiring mothers, expecting wives, and all the young ones who are to be mothers in the future. Never, never undervalue the commitment of your dear mother and father. Am I clear on that? If they know Christ, thank God for it. Thank Him that you have a Christian parent. And do not imagine you belong to a generation better educated than they. You may know a little more about technology today. You might use the computer in a better way than they use it. Or your education is a level higher than they. But I fear few of us know nearly as much 
as many of our Christian parents knew of the things of God and eternity. Never forget that. Someone said, there are four basic institutions that contribute to a stable society. The church, one. The school, two. The state and the home. These institutions play an important role in our lives and contribute to a great degree in forming our nation. If we are to prioritize them, I think home will be in the first place. No doubt about that. Second, the church. Third, the school. And then, uh, finally, last but not least, the state. The home comes on top. For there we learn the ABCs of life. And there we are molded to become the men and women of the future. Before us, Timothy's case. Where Paul addresses him. He said, you, however, continue in the things you have learned, where? At home. Knowing from whom you have learned. You have learned at home and knowing from whom you have learned. And I think it is safe to say that the biggest responsibility falls on the mother's shoulder. I am not letting you men off the hook at all. And if you think you're going to get off the hook today, wait till June, what is it, 19, when Father's Day comes, we are going to settle the accounts. (laughs) We'll get even then. A mother shapes the destiny of her children and prepares them for their future world. Abraham Lincoln once said, No one is poor who had a godly mother. Emerson said, Men are what their mothers make them. And Napoleon Bonaparte wrote, The future destiny of the child is always the work of the mother. So the mother plays a big role in forming our children. And allow me to thank every mother today that brought wonderful children to this world. And I want to place a responsibility on you. What you feed them is what they will be. What you teach them is what they will become. And if you raise them to love the Lord, they'll become good people, good, godly men and women to love God and honor Him in His life, in their lives. And if you teach them what the world is teaching today, the precepts of the world, the philosophy of the world, if you teach them what we have, what we're seeing around us, 
you will not be proud of them in the future. And they will not be the men and women that you can depend on when they grow up. So, be careful what you give them to eat. What you feed them. Timothy's mother was teaching her son the ABCs of life. She was not a learned woman. But she knew her Savior. She knew God. And also her mother. Her mother was a godly woman. So the mother taught the daughter. And the daughter is teaching the son. You know how it goes down? And the mother is teaching the son. And Dean honored the grandmothers. And Paul honors the grandmother and the mother this morning. And today I want to talk a little bit about mothers who teach their children. Teaching mothers. We notice from the portion that we read that what you teach your children sticks with them. About three weeks ago, Sylvia spoke to the women on Thursday morning. And she addressed this woman as usual in her, in her own wonderful way. She said, what are you feeding on? I can easily say that Timothy's mother was feeding on the word of God. Was feeding on. Christian principles. This is why Paul noticed. And he could tell Timothy. Timothy. From whom you have learned. There were no schools that day. There were no universities that day. Berkeley was not even existed in the world that day. Nor Stanford. Nor any other university. Where did he learn all these wonderful things about God? That he had such a a great ministry in the church there at an early age in his life. It's the knees of her mother, of his mother. And mothers today, what are you feeding on? Will show in your children. What you eat, your children will eat. What you're fed, you will feed to your children. If you're fed on this world, you are going to feed your children on this world. I remember a mother in our neighborhood when I was still young. Her son was about 16, 17 years old, accepted the Lord as his Savior. And he was on fire for the Lord. And he stopped. He used to... Uh, swear, he used to say bad words. He was a bad boy in the neighborhood. Our neighborhood is like Italian neighborhood. Everybody knows everybody. And we were all praising God. What happened to this young boy? His mother was very angry. And she did her very best to bring him back to his old life. And one day someone told her, we heard your son swearing again. And she said, I couldn't be happier that my son went back to his old life. Needless to say, this boy never grew to love the Lord or what he was fed. 
he was feeding himself. So that's the responsibility. What are you teaching your children today? We need godly mothers who teach our children the right precepts of God. The child's first teacher, guess who? Is the mother. From her lips he receives his earliest and most sacred lessons. With mom, he or she learns about God and life. When faced with early difficulties and disappointments, mother's words comfort and inspire. Is that true? Should be. When discouraged in life, she is there to lift up her children. And when disobedient, you know what happens. She is the one to discipline with firmness and love. We thank God for her firmness. And sometimes her firmness gives us aches. But we thank God for mother. And when they grow up, And start facing the temptations of this world. The remembrance of mother's words and prayers gives them faith and courage to overcome. It's all a mother's world. Come to think of it. And this is what the Bible says. Train your child in the way he should go. It's what you feed them. I go back. It's what you give them to eat. Train a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. The Bible stands above all. And that's true. It's a wonderful thing to have mothers teaching their children about Jesus from the Holy Scriptures at home. Are we doing that? That's the question. It's good to hear me. It's good to say, yes, Adol, I'm we're with you. But are you teaching them? At home from the Holy Scriptures. Are you spending some time. Either in the morning or in the evening. To open the Bible. Read a little story. And meditate on it together. And then let them go to the world. With the word of God. To protect them and be with them. And that's the question. This is the challenge. For you mothers this morning. Who implanted. The knowledge. In Timothy. Who gave Timothy that good education? As we said, there is no university can give you the education that mother gives you. And in the world, you're not going to learn about God. In the world, you're going to learn about the world. This wicked world. At home, you're going to learn from a godly mother. A way to live and succeed and prosper. And mothers, you have a great responsibility. This when I said the responsibilities are on your shoulders. And what are you feeling, your children? Do you want to get them off your shoulders and off your back and put them in a room and say, here, here's the television. <clears throat> Spend two, three hours there. You know what? At the end of the day, you will reap what you have done. Because today, there is nothing good in television. There's nothing good in this world. There's nothing good in the public schools. 
There is nothing good around us. The only goodness that you can find is at the knees, knees of your mother, is in the Holy Scriptures. And this mother of Timothy taught him when he was a little young boy. When he start under, start, started understanding what it means to be a Christian. Let me say this. If any of you mothers and parents, for that matter, do not give the privilege that Timothy's mother gave to her son, you are robbing them of something they will never be able to get anywhere else. The greatest privilege is to open the book, the Bible, and start teaching your children about God and His love. Before school, before homeschooling, before sending them over to school, first and foremost, give them the words of life that will protect them and will grow them and will be with them as long as they live. Do not depend on sending your children to others to teach them. I receive phone calls in the office. People calling. Do you have Sunday school? Yes, we do. Uh, is, it, is it okay if we bring our children and deposit them in Sunday school and then we come and pick them up whenever Sunday school is over? I said, no, it's not okay. We want, we want the whole family. This is a church family. Did you get that? We don't take kids and train them and send them out. We cannot be effective at all. The most effective place starts at home. Starts with the mother and the father. Oh, we'll send them to Sunday school. They grow, they learn about God. And they go back home. What do they hear about? Church starts at home. This is where it started with Timothy. This is where he learned about God. Oh, and we'll, go, we'll take them to church every other Sunday. Not every Sunday even. This will not do. Church should be at home every day. And God should be honored by father and mother every day in the household. And then, okay, we say, we send our kids to Christian school. And you know what? The Christian schools, our Christian schools are filled with unsaved students. They send them to get some Christian education. It will not work, and it's not working. And they are the same young boys and girls that they go to public school, go to the Christian schools, because they come from homes and broken homes and unsaved homes, etc., etc., etc. It's what you teach them at home. It's what you feed them. Make them the good ones or the bad children. A story is told of Charles Swindoll about a good friend of his who was raised by a godly pastor's wife tells him that 
when he was rocked to sleep at night by his mother, she didn't sing to him just little ditties, lullabies. Dan. Careful, Dan. She sang him the hymns of faith. That's a true story. When he was in the crib, he remembers he was told she was bending over him and singing to him, a mighty, a mighty fortress is our God. You might think, this is, what is this? A mighty fortress is our God. But that's how he was told. He, they remembered that. And then, and can it be? And then more love to thee, O Christ. My Jesus, I love thee. And then when he grew up, he used to hear her in the kitchen singing, Come thou fount of every blessing. And then she sang all the songs of, and the hymns of faith around the house. He grew up to learn them and know them all. And then when he grew up, he said, I remember. I remember those hymns. He joined the church. He got saved. Joined the church. And then when they started singing, he didn't need a book to sing them. He didn't have to look on the screen to sing them. He knew them all by heart. He said, I have learned them all from my mother. What a teacher. So, if you are singing at home, forget about the new singers. I don't know their names. I know the names of the old ones. Bing Crosby. Forget about this lullabies. Forget about the new songs that you hear. Hum a song. Sing a hymn. Fill the place with the Lord's presence. And sing to your children. And when they grow up, when they grow up, they will not depart from it. I used to remember on Sunday morning, especially when I used to wake up, my dad used to sing a song. All the time. And I was reading the Bible the other day. And I found that song based on some, some verses from the Bible. I said, man, I heard this 50 years ago. And he used to sing it every Sunday morning. Praising the Lord for his grace and his faithfulness. That was the essence of the song. What are you feeding your children? Are they learning good things from you? Mothers... I love to honor you today. And I know we have so many godly mothers. But let us not be taken by this world. Let us not be blinded by the winds that are blowing around us. And let us remember that we are a different kind of people. We are Christians. We should live like Christians. Christian mother should live like Christian mother. They are different than the other mothers. Because you are on a higher level Because Jesus Christ has taken you and changed your lives and saved you and gave you eternal life. So live for God and feed your children the heavenly manna. Who remember what I preached last year, Mother's Day? Forget it. I I could have preached the same one. I preached on 1 Samuel chapter 1 on Hannah. 
And I said she was a prayerful woman. A prayerful mother. Don't we need a prayerful mothers? Just a reminder. Ruth Graham said once, Prayer has never failed me. It's something like telephoning God person to person. We can pray with confidence only when our prayer is backed up by a godly life. So let's check ourselves. It's, it's good to check ourselves this morning. <clears throat> Have courage and commit your children to the Lord in prayers. Place them in his care and leave them there. I want to, I want to repeat that. Place your children in his care and leave them there. How many times we place them in his care and then we follow them up when they go to school on the streets and there and we want to check and call on them. It's good to love them that much. But the Lord loves them more than you and me. Pray for them. When you place them in his care, you later will find them. Augustine always confessed the debt he owed to his mother. And he said, my mother was a trustful and praying mother and she affected my life. Don't let the world, mothers, underestimate you. Underestimate your godliness, your prayers, your Christianity. Christian mothers are the world's greatest asset. I repeat, Christian mothers are the world's greatest assets, the greatest human influence, and the most wholesome and substantial contribution to human society comes from our mothers and mothers only. Joaquin Miller expressed it with this little poem. The bravest battle that ever was fought shall tell you where and when. On the maps of the world you will not find it. It was fought by the mothers of men. Once in North Africa there was a mother named Monica who had prayed through the years for her unsaved son. Remember, prayers can do miracles. Before her son left for Italy, she prayed through the night that he might not go. But with the light of dawn, the ship left. Later on, the son wrote when he grew up, that night, I stole away and she was left behind, weeping and praying. And what, O Lord, was she with so many tears asking? She was asking you to keep me from sailing and perhaps use me and accomplish through me greater things. But, O Lord, in your eternal counsels, knowing the main point of her desire and prayers, yet... Though long delayed, the mother's prayers were answered, and the boy became St. Augustine. 
one of the greatest men of God that ever lived because of mother's prayers. Mothers, I want to say this to you before I end up. Most of the battles won by Christian mothers are won on their knees. Remember that. Prayers achieve a lot more than anything under the sun. Hannah, I preached on her last year. Hannah, whose prayers are recorded for us in 1 Samuel, never read a book of prayer. Did she? Old Testament, she never went to school. She never went to a seminar on prayer. She never heard a sermon on prayer. She just poured her heart out in prayer. And that's what we need. Women who pray. If you give your maid servant a son, she said, then I will give him to the Lord. That was her heart's desire. To give her son to the Lord. If you have any little children and they are growing, give them to the Lord this morning. This is the best place you can deposit them. It's better than anything in the world. Give them to the Lord. And her prayer was, God, if you give me, if you give your maidservant a son, then I will give him back to you. He gave her a son. And she gave him back to the Lord. She, when she weaned him, she took him to the temple and left him there. Did she lose? Did she lose her son? Read First Samuel. He grew up to become a prophet and a judge. The judge of the whole nation of Israel. And he was called the man who had God's ear. The man who had God's ear. Teach them and pray for them. And ask yourself, am I a mother who teaches her children the precepts of God? And am I praying for them on a daily basis? Then you can say, if you say yes to that, you can sit at this beautiful, comfortable chair and say, I'm a good mother. Yes, why not? If not, ask the Lord to make you the mother he wants you to be. May the Lord inspire every mother this morning, this afternoon now, to be like Eunice. Timothy's mother, who won her son, Timothy, by godliness and Bible teaching. That led him to salvation. And further on to become pastor and a famous evangelist. Paul says about him in Philippians 2, 20 to 22. He is, he serves me like a son serves his father. And there is no one like him amongst all the brethren. What did he learn that? He never had a PhD. He never had a college education. He had an education at the knees of his mother. So, I encourage you on this Mother's Day, take the Bible before you take any other book to teach your children. And from this source, 
of every wonderful teaching. Teach your kid. Feed them the word of God. Feed yourself first and feed them. And then secondly, go to your room, bow on your knees and pray for them. And the Lord will never disappoint you in your life nor in the life of your children. Will you do that? And if you do it, you will be the greatest mother that ever lived because you're doing what God wants you to do in his book. Do that, and I wish you a very happy Mother's Day. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Our Father, we thank you for this morning, rather this afternoon, for giving us the opportunity once again another year to celebrate Mother's Day. May this day be monumental in the lives of many mothers. And may it be a day where they will take your precepts, your teaching, your word, and teach it to their children. Help us not to go outside and drink from this world. That water makes us more thirsty. But help us to drink from the water that you give and to feed on your word. Bless each and every one this morning. Help us to live to honor you. Each and every mother, we ask that you make them prayerful mothers so they can win their children for the kingdom. Bless each and every family here today, the guests who came, and we pray that you give them a wonderful day. Protect us from the evil of this world and dismiss us with your blessings. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen. The meeting is over. Enjoy your day. Ladies, have a happy Mother's Day. And may God give you a safe journey wherever you go.